0: On today's episode of Taylor Made, we go over episodes 10 through 12 of season 1 of Friday Night Lights...
1: We've got a brand new format for you guys today. We're going to go through our two-minute drill here in just a moment from Joe. And then we're going to go through our four downs. That is our four primary storylines that we've identified in this episode. Everything from uh, Lila facing the consequences of her uh, affair with, with Riggins and the sexism that she faces to a power struggle between Matt, Julie, and Coach Taylor. Uh, Matt's dad is home, everything that goes on with that. And then, of course, uh, Jason's family is suing uh, Dylan, Coach Taylor and the Dylan Panthers.
0: It's a fun time, and we appreciate you all for making us a part of your day. Without further ado, here's Coach Taylor and Matt Saracen.
1: You're going to be able to call the plays? Yes, sir. 22 Rocket on hit. 22. 20. 22. Rock. I can't hear you. 22. I can't 20. hear you. Twenty-two! Twenty-two Listen rocket. to me, you're QB1 of the Dillon Panthers. Your teammates, if they can hear you, they will believe in you. Now you let it out until it hurts, you understand me? Twenty-two! Twenty-two Rocket! Hit it, it! What's your name? Matt Saracen! What you play? QB1! Who do you play for, Saracen? Dillon Panthers! How much do you want this?
0: What model do you want there? I want it! Then take it! They want again! Foy Money Class Back! Uh, uh. Oops, 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 oops. I'm cutting up now time for the two-minute drill we start with season one episode 10 it's different for girls Life isn't great for Lila Garrity. She's ostracized by her peers for sleeping with Tim and attacked online through a vicious and poorly coded slam page. Tim encourages her to not listen and to not give up on cheer and of a big competition that she makes just in time. Matt Saracen and Julie's relationship heats up when they share a scandalous blanket at the Taylor home. Eric Taylor tries to derail the romance by giving Matt extra game film to study, which Julie ultimately foils by watching it with QB1 and is a Apparently a better offensive mind than her dad. Jason returns home and his parents want him to meet with a lawyer smash meets or re-meets Waverly, the daughter of Reverend Grady. The smash starts pursuing her, which leads to her figuring out the money he took from the church. Wasn't actually for an SAT prep class season one, episode 11 named "Never Mind." on the hunt for a precious Nirvana CD. Jason street and Lila bump into each other at a record store and proceed to try to have sex at Jason's home. Jason can't because of his injuries. Matt's dad, Henry Saracen, returns to what is the saddest military homecoming known in recorded history. Henry then shows what an awful father and son he is at every opportunity, causing Matt to play poorly and get benched. Tammy Taylor is fed up with Tim Briggins' lack of care for school and makes Landry Clark tutor him in English. A stubborn Tim makes Landry read of mice and men to him and can't seem to understand the massive subtweet Landry is sending him through the book's plot and how it relates to his situation between he and Jason Street. Season 1, Episode 12, What to Do While You're Waiting Matt's dad decides to stay after a heated confrontation between he and Matt after the football game. Matt gets Henry a job at Buddy Garrity's car dealership. Henry, like in every other aspect of his life, sucks at selling cars, so Buddy tries to get him to remind people to respect the troops. Coach Eric Taylor is getting sued by the Street Family, which Jason finds out at a grocery store and is pissed, but eventually opens up to the idea. Tyler Collette's mother, Angela, has a very creepy significant other named Bob who likes to stare at Tyra's ass. We see Bob and Angela fight which leads Bob to hit her. Tyra then finds a weapon, chases him out of the house, and poses an ultimatum to her mom, it's her or Bob. Smash convinces Waverly that he has interests outside of football. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. Waverly calls Brian on his BS later at the fair. Through the episode, Dylan eagerly awaits an important game between Buckley and Arnett Mead, which will decide the Panthers' playoff fate. Buckley miraculously wins to send Dylan to the postseason, and Buddy, as only Buddy can, thanks the Lord for letting such a crap team win. All right, Panther Nation. It is time to pull up a folding chair, turn on that projector, and look over the game film. Spencer and I are breaking down episodes ten through twelve of season one, starting with "It's Different for Girls." The the first down that we're going to get to is is about Lila
1: and the double standard that she is uh, is currently going through at Dylan High.
0: Yeah, it's not looking good for Lila. This first episode in this block starts with her erasing some very not nice things said about Lila on her locker and really gets just this more deep, deep dive into how isolated and alienated she is from the cheer team from school. And a, it's just so odd why they choose to bully her for this. Like, I don't think I ever experienced anything like this tonight. maybe this is dates the show a little bit and how we think of how we think of sex. But like, I mean, it feels like this is the most overkill in the world. I, I think girls are just way meaner to
1: each other than we realize.
0: If we want to talk about people that suck, Brittany, Brittany the sucks. cheerleader, <laughs> sucks so much. And she can't code and at uh, all.
1: Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. She uh, she gets her comeuppance uh, at the end of this plot line. But yeah, we we first get into this here and... Um, and there she's at cheer practice after she's late because she's cleaning off her locker. She gets up and she falls because they drop her. Yeah. And Brittany says, well, I guess Tim Riggins banged the balance right out of her, which is just <laughs> no, that's overkill. Like that would never happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I the, mean, the, I mean, these girls obviously hate Lila and like, are they just jealous of her captainship? I guess. I don't know. Cause at this point I'm just curious. Was there already animosity? Toward Lila, And this was just like them pouncing on the opportunity to really just cash in, like waiting for this, you know, cheer captain, Mrs. 4.0, going to go to whatever college she wants to. Like, this is just like she finally messed up. And Lila even gets it kind of gets into that uh, when she's talking to Jason, when she's trying to, you know, basically begging for forgiveness yeah. and says, I made one mistake. Yeah. And it was an awful mistake, but. For what we know about Lila, she basically is perfect. Yeah. And, like, this is the first time that, like, oh, like, I just feel like it's when Alabama loses. Like, just everyone's <laughs> just like, thank God we can finally make fun of Alabama for losing. That's what she is. I mean, she's – I mean, if there's – for, for all we know about Lila, you know, she just – other than this thing with Tim Riggins, which – Is awful on its own account, but outside of that, she doesn't seem like a bad person. No, and yeah, I think she's pretty
1: universally loved. I like the Alabama analogy. I think it's more, or I mean, I don't want to say she was feared, but she was definitely well respected. She's Um, as as much as you know, and and again, this is just a a caddy culture. I would, I mean, I've I've never been a a cheer cheer, like captain of the cheerleading team. But I would think that, uh, you know, this comes with the territory in some schools, not in others. But
0: Maybe not. What do you think about Tim Riggins and the way he handles all this? Because he's really trying. He's really trying to be there for Lila. Yeah. Is he... I mean, because I, I know that Tyra confronts Tim, says like, hey, maybe smash. back off uh oh you're tired. no she's saying like you know like he goes and sits with her at the lunch
1: table after
0: she's berated by two guys asking her to come to a party
1: yeah and he doesn't realize that he's making it worse lila tells him you're making it worse so he leaves and then tyra points it out to him again and he's like yeah i know that's why i left
0: i think from afar like it's i mean yes it would make it worse like Kim being there the presence like is not helping her one bit The intentions, I think, are good, but...
1: Yeah, I don't... It wasn't malicious. And, I yeah, I mean, I think you see his intentions. He was... His character was all over the place in these three episodes. Yes. Because he he ends up going back to Tyra. Yeah, he tries to beg for... Yeah, and picks a bad time. Well, (laughs) and he,
0: like, realizes how much, like, he's... A doesn't have a chance with Lila. Yeah, and
1: at this stage, yeah.
0: Also, I mean, but it does. There, there are points other than academically. It feels like Tim wants to be a better person. Um, he even gets there academically by the end of it. Yeah, you know, B, B- minus. That's it's an improvement. <laughs> that's a whole. It's nother, pretty good. That's a whole other storyline. But like, yeah, I, 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 do feel like though Tim does make it a little bit worse. I just it, the the whole this whole idea. Um, of just them attacking Lila and this slam page, like the slam page was very 2005. Good God. Was it? And it was just, it was just awful. Like it was, and and that was the part of it that was just like, um, a dates the show, but just like, good God, do teenagers suck?
1: Yeah. I mean, and they, they, the writers really wanted to hit on this theme of, of sexism, I think, because. You know, they even say they, there's even a classroom scene with Smash and Waverly, and Smash is talking about how it's you know it's in my nature to pollinate as many plants as possible, and you know Waverly points out that it's a double standard um, whenever you transfer it to actual real life. But and then Lila again, you know, sitting down with Tim in the lunchroom, Lila says, you know, it's different for girls, which I guess is where you know you get the uh, the, episode the, the episode title, yeah, yeah, name of the episode. It's just, yeah. It, it's-
0: we do get some, ty- or Lila does get some good things that happened to her in this three-episode block, though. Yeah. Um, she, well, first off, you know, episode 11, never mind, starts with Jason Street, very big Nirvana fan, needs to have this CD, um, and it just, you know, goes down to the record store, which is four miles away, and uh, bumps into Lila for... <laughs> Hey, First off, we we have. I don't feel like we've had a great cringy pop culture reference. Oh, here and it We is. finally get it.
1: Yeah, it's Clay Aiken, right? Yeah, yeah. You can find Clay Aiken under A. Like he's not your boyfriend. Hey, well Clay and I have a special. Okay, America loves him, and so do I. And you just need to start respecting him. Why don't you send me an invitation to the wedding? Well, I would, but it's just gonna be the two of us and uh, a harpist <laughs> and. Uh, Brian Seacrest is going
0: to perform the ceremony. Nice. Just hitting all those mid-2000 buttons. (laughs) Brian Seacrest is still relevant. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, But this leads to the both of them. I I feel like this is supposed to mean that... I don't don't know if this... It feels like a Saturday, I guess. Or a school day. I want to back up a little bit. Okay. Why are they...
1: Like, up until this point, I don't remember any situation where they had, like... And I don't remember anything that was going to like bring them together. Yeah. Cause like, why are they so nice to each other? And like, why is Jason so nice to Lila flirting with her in this record store? If he's still pissed at her.
0: Yeah. Well, I I mean, a lot of that is in this first episode that Lila keeps pursuing Jason and he tells her to stay away. And you can tell in that episode 10 that Jason, like he kind of breaks down when they're out, like in the, in the street. Um, and, I think part of that also is kind of shown through the cheer competition yeah. where Jason's at, he's supporting her or I don't know if he's just there to just be there. But I mean, it feels like that talk that they had, that yeah. late night talk did, did a lot for him and he wanted to be there for her because throughout the entire episode, he hadn't been there. Yeah. Um, and this is finally maybe signaling that they're going to get back in the next episode, which they kind of do. Um, We still do get a little bit of Lila and Tim. Tim's the reason why she shows up to the cheer competition. Or at least... Which, again, kind of a... I
1: mean, it's Tim trying, but it's also... I don't know. Is that... I don't want to say it's out of character, but... So, to this point, it seems fairly out of character for Tim to do something that aggressively nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just think he's he's found a way and he's kind of reevaluated the situation he's trying to find a way like what can i do then to help this situation and i think him going there and encouraging her to go not to not quit on the cheer team is his way of doing that and i mean it's why tim i think as much as Smash really doesn't like him as a teammate, but it's why I think his teammates do like him, yeah. Other than when he, you know, sex with Lila. Um, but I, I think they do. There's, and when
1: Smash tried to hook up with Tyra,
0: yeah, well, there's a lot there. <laughs> I do think they have some respect for Tim, and Tim, I mean, shows it at times when he had that big game, yeah, um, in the locker room. Like, I mean, he's he seems like uh, the way he's brought in kind of Matt Saracen into. The fold, and when he was, you know, became QB one, I think he tried to take him under his wing. Yeah. So this is Tim trying to be a. I mean, he knows. I think he does know how to be a good teammate. He doesn't always act on it. Yeah. Um, but he does. Well, he's
1: not always sober.
0: That's true. But he does care a lot about Lila. Yeah. Um, which he. Once again, comes the realization, I don't yeah. know, shot with. And Tyra puts it together that, you know, you're in love with Lila. And yeah. I think Tim very much is, despite his actions in episode 12, where he tries to get he back to Tyra. He just says,
1: oh, Lila's not available anymore. I'll, I'll go back to Tyra. Yeah, <laughs> which Tyra... Try, or, yeah. Not not high on Tim through 12 episodes. I'm, I'm trying to remember why he's this legend that everyone... like. Every, I feel like most people, if you ask them, who's your favorite Friday Night Lights character... More than any other character, I think you'd you'd get back Tim Riggins.
0: Could this be a situation where it's kind of like when people go back and rewatch, and maybe you don't have this experience, but I I feel like as many BuzzFeed articles get shared onto my timeline, could this be the effect of people rewatching the show, akin to what kind of everyone's perception of like Jim Halpert is to The Office? Like, I feel like more and more people that rewatch that kind of come to this conclusion that. Jim Halpert's not a great person and he does a lot of crappy things. And yes, we love him because he's one of the main drivers of that story. Yeah. And I don't want to get into the, all that, but I'm just saying, I feel like maybe going through the show the first time you're just, you know, you're just watching it. Yeah. Re-watching it, which you know, we're doing and I'm sure a lot of people have done. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, this is a little problematic. I, I mean, look,
1: I, I think that Tim definitely has some redeeming moments later on in the series however his i I think the the endearing image of tim riggins is still him and street and tyra and lila i think drinking beers at that bonfire saying texas forever before street gets hurt yeah like that is the endearing image of tim riggins and it's just a total fraud because of what's happened over these last 11 episodes (laughs) (laughs) so i i don't know i mean i i think you know Obviously, we've we've got a lot of episodes left um, to get to get through here. But
0: Tim Tim Riggins has some ground to make up. I'll leave it at that. I mean, he if he if he keeps playing like the way he did and keeps keeps them grades up, which he has, and just kind of a side tangent, just the fact that he that Tammy Taylor just takes it upon herself to really try to get Tim into gear because she knows that he's yeah. not doing his own work much to the demise, much to the
1: dismay of coach taylor
0: and then kind of <laughs> forces landry to tutor him which i don't know yeah. if landry's a tutor or and later in this episode they're calling him lance or he. Sh- lance. coach taylor
1: still calling him Lance and uh tammy says be careful what whatever your name is as she as he's driving
0: julian matterway i it's funny but at the same time it's just like you're the guidance counselor <laughs> And you have such a personal, like you have such an interest in everyone and wanting to make them better students, and you. It's don't. so
1: fitting for Landry, though. For the still, she doesn't know who he is, but then she does. I don't Fair know enough. when she, when she figures it out, but.
0: Fair enough, but um, do you have any? Do you have any more thoughts on Lila?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I want to go back to the record store. Not, we don't have to go too deep on this, but I just want to point out that Lila is sitting there talking to her crippled ex-boyfriend in this record store while. All of this whole rumor mill is going around, and her friends are still like, "Lila, come on, we have to go to class." Like, no awareness at I'm all. I'm not going to class. <laughs> no awareness. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> well, even if,
1: <laughs> even if she was going to class, that's not a conversation that you rush. I wouldn't think.
0: But I mean, do you think she cares as much? Because at the end of episode ten, she tells the cheer checkin guy that yeah I'm the, the whore with the website which a yeah why would he even know about it <laughs> like I don't think that was his like I don't know maybe that was just me I'm just I like had this whole town I mean this 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 it's a small town I guess but it was like a it felt yeah. like a bigger cheer competition like I, I think yeah. it was just like I'm just trying to sign but you she was in. like
1: oh oh that reminds me uh, whenever Lila gets there and her coach is like all right Brittany Lila's flying and it's just like this release of Toxic energy in Brittany's face is,
0: which I mean I, I don't get I don't get this whole like she basically quit on the team and she can just show up whenever she wants to like come back. I think it's fine. It's probably fine. Yeah,
1: I think everybody probably knows what's what's going
0: on there. Probably knows what's up. Yeah, I do think though, and I, I don't want to be overly critical of Lila because I do think for everything that you know, I, I think I don't know if I really mentioned this up front. Lila is not one of my favorite characters. You don't like any of the female characters on the show except for Tammy. It's not true. And you'll, (laughs) with this episode, we will, we will mend some of those things. Oh yeah. I do like Waverly. I like Waverly. Waverly's brand new. Yeah. I like Waverly. I like Smash's mother. You probably would think that I
1: think that Waverly sucks because she hates football, but I actually, I do like Waverly.
0: Well, that's good to know. (laughs) I mean, I love Tammy. I love Smash's mom. I like Tyra like she's
1: I don't I, like Tyra I
0: know that yeah, I was gonna say I know that you have some thoughts I, I
1: I think I remember I think I like Tyra later on in this series but right now I, I don't understand the point of Tyra she's just she's making money off a after party with Billy she's helping her mom through her whatever issues with her boyfriend Domestic violence issues with her boyfriend <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't come up with the, the correct word there or phrase. Uh, I just don't understand. Like, she's not tying into the greater plot except to, like, occasionally slap Tim Riggins. Well,
0: like there's some, there, there definitely are some, like, auxiliary points or auxiliary subplots to all of this. And one of them was because we texted about this was, like, the pep rally for the cheer team. I didn't completely understand the uh the football team coming out and in cheer uniform when you really think about that scene in the grand scheme i know it sets up this big cheer competition and i guess like tyra not being really a part of it or not tyra but lila not being a part of it by the way tyra and lila they could have come up with some different sounding yeah games, yeah uh, because i mix them up we,
1: a lot what about like man i don't know
0: I almost said Lila <laughs> it, it confuses you and I, I hate it like it's people two people who do a Friday Night Lights podcast but I did I mean that pep Riley's there like the whole Tim like going back to Tyra at the fair was once again just like we'll see where that goes but I guess yeah. it's it maybe just ties into the whole Bob plot line which Bob sucks Bob Bob's sucks. very
1: creepy. Bob, that's not even. I'm not putting Bob and Castor in the same category. Bob, uh, you want to let's let's play the line of the day from Bob.
0: You seen these jeans your daughter's wearing. What? You okay with these?
1: What? Man, you ladies have a genetically superior
0: ass that runs in this family. <clears throat> Bye, mama. Oh. Bye, Bye. I wouldn't call that the line of the day. It's a, it's a big yikes. Uh, it's pro, it's a, the problematic line of the episode. That's the the better way to put it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not a not a great look for Bob, who is not our guy. There's uh, a lot of things
1: that age poorly in this episode. Yeah. That that being chief among them. Number two, the football team showing up in drag at the pep rally. Yeah, probably wouldn't happen.
0: Uh, I don't know. You you think? I feel like. I feel like when they uh when football teams and we we see this I mean this comes up I'm pretty sure again is that like when like football teams do like powder puff games for their girl or like for their cheerleaders, like the guys do usually dress up as cheerleaders and now whether that's what? right or wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like later on in the series oh, I thought you meant like in real life. I feel like in real life it probably happen. Didn't happen in my
1: school. Maybe that's maybe. a Catholic school thing. I don't maybe, know.
0: Maybe maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Uh I don't know what you told the boys are up to, but you know, <laughs> Not a that. a little bit more open minded. <laughs> I I I anyway. think it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think
1: there's some LGBTQ circles that would be offended by, by this is is what I was Fair getting. Enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know.
0: We're just canceling ourselves. Um You're so the only one that's canceling. I don't I mean You've you've cancelled yourself quite well, a bit. Well, I mean today. Fun. Today. Yeah, just yeah. today. Okay. Well, um yeah, Lila, um, a, a a better run I think than what we've seen in in the past nine episodes. Um, kind of. I don't of, know. It was
1: pretty rough.
0: I just mean like the kind of she's finally she faces the consequences, but at the same time she she's, did
1: break through it. Yeah,
0: she's finally. Pers- I mean, she's finally persevering. Yeah,
1: which, although we haven't talked about the burn of the episode yet.
0: Jason, wait.
1: Listen, I know this is weird, but we can get through this. That's not what I'm talking I think we were really close before. It's not about sex. And a lot of couples have very good luck in the shower.
0: You want to get laid in that bag, call Riggins.
1: So yeah, that's a tough luck for for your girl there.
0: Yeah, out of pocket for for Jason (laughs) to do that. We didn't even bring up the fact that Lila brought Quad porn to to jason it's not
1: exactly what it was it's not porn
0: that's, yeah they're very they very much is a great out of context line from the person that's on this like old vhs that's trying to help people uh in wheelchairs learn how to have sex where she says uh it, it's most effective basically to or it helps to masturbate basically um, to have sex. And, and so, Jason is just like,
1: I want to be anywhere, but here.
0: Jason was <laughs> the most uncomfortable. Um, he was trying to, he was willing
1: to say anything at all to get Lila to leave. And that's what happened.
0: By the way, we don't see a whole lot of Herc. Jason has moved back home. Yeah. Um, we do
1: get one great Herc scene.
0: though. Herc, it's a good scene. Um, <laughs> just them chopping it up and, uh, Herc basically telling him, uh, you know, his, uh, his body's doing himself a favor for not uh, having sex with Lila. Um, oh, yeah. What Hang on. I think I wrote the quote down.
1: Here's the quote. Uh, of course your ding-dong went soft. It was trying to protect you. He says so, this after figuring out that it's Lila and not some other girl that Jason had met. A good
0: Herc line. Um, a, yeah. He comes in quite well. I do want to... Oh, I guess he won't be. I was going to say, like, I've seen all these, like, Breaking Bad trailers... And like, uh, there won't be, I I wonder if in any way Herc will reprise his role as one of the neo-Nazis.
1: Who, yeah. Who did we say he was?
0: Uh, Kenny.
1: Was he actually a character?
0: Yeah. He was, it was Kenny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I think Kenny's probably not coming back. Probably
0: not. If there's like a flashback or something though, maybe so. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah. Very Um, excited for that, by the way. Very much so as well. We've got Um, about two weeks here. But yeah, so Lila kind of getting back in with Jason, which Jason has a whole other storyline, which we'll get into a little bit later. Do you want to move on to second down?
1: Um, Yeah, I, I, I think we've covered everything in terms of Lila and Jason. Uh, it seems like Lila and Jason, yeah, at the end of episode 11, they're kind of... Mending things again or trying to work through things. Not a whole lot of Lila and Jason in episode 12. So, yeah. um, I think we can go to second down, which is the epic power struggle between Matt, Julie, and Coach Taylor.
0: It's an amazing struggle for sure because, once again, we get a lot of uh, what Matt's going through um, just as far as overthinking his whole relationship and Julie's kind of steering the ship here. Julie wants – to go to the lake with Matt and Landry and Eric Taylor shutting that down and says, one of the best lines of the show, that uh, cheer is more pointless than football. And Taylor replies, that is a sexist, a sexist <laughs> remark. Just amazing. But this leads into a whole kind of weird thing with Matt and Julie because, A, coach Eric does not like it. And... no. As we've kind of talked about, it is odd that Matt is, you know, it just he's thrust in this position where he really likes Julie, um, but he has she's the daughter of probably the the one guy that is a father figure to him. Probably the worst possible crush that Matt could have. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help in in this locker room setting, which. Uh, Basically, Smash wants to make oh, a bet with Matt that so bad. <laughs> they can that he that he can get with Waverly before he can get with Julie. The, the center brings it up. Yeah, this, yeah. And he yeah, bets. Yeah. He's
1: like, I bet Matt is going to hook up with Coach's daughter before you know Smash to hook up with Waverly. I'm para- old, paraphrasing.
0: Old Matty Magic tries to quiet him down. Yeah, Matt's Coach's- like,
1: I really think you should shut up right now. And Smash just does not get it. I love the way they shot this with just Coach Taylor in the background, out of focus. And then Smash looks, sees him, and then Coach Taylor walks over to the – I think he's the center, the redhead offensive lineman. I think he's the center.
0: We still don't really know. He's he's the leader.
1: He's like the only relevant offensive lineman to this point and just whispers in his ear,
0: what do you think he said to him? I'm putting you on the spot. I I think it was probably something along the lines of "You will be doing up downs." (laughs) Um, I don't know. We can't like the audience cannot hear what he's saying, but you can just see
1: how tense both of them are, just like standing there.
0: I do want to say this about Eric Taylor and Kyle Chandler as an actor. Yeah, because he he talks. I mean, he, he has plenty of dialogue, but he's it's kind of like what like Chris Farley was as a comedian like he didn't have to say anything to be funny yeah it's like this just he does so much like it's almost like off the ball just like he does a lot of facial intensity he does a lot of great things yeah like when when Julie um, tells her parents that they're the best parents in the world and Eric's kind of feeling himself (laughs) I wrote this down yeah Eric's like all right, and Tammy's like Oh no, something's wrong. And like Eric just makes this perfect face of an unaware dad (laughs) and does not get it. But he does these such subtle things that I think what makes him is a great actor because you just, he doesn't have to say it. You just kind of feel it from what he's doing. And you can kind of get a little bit of that too from how, I don't know if it's just Zach Guilford as a person, but the character or the actor who plays Matt, he always just has the right amount of uncomfortable on his face yeah and i think he does a great job channels us in but and
1: also well we can get never mind i was going to bring up the just him being a spitting image of his father but yeah we we were they casted really well they did that's uh that's third down so we can get to that then but just what what are you doing talking smack about the coach's daughter in the locker room
0: it's smash he's so he's so it wasn't smash though Well, no, but he adds on to it. He says, like... Yeah, Smash isn't going to back down. I'm just saying, like, he's saying stuff like, uh, you think you can get Julie's V-chip out of her? (laughs) Just like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) You're in the locker room. And, like, he's very unaware because he has a situation with Waverly, who calls him out on his BS about not having a... I know we're jumping around a little bit, but he has the same situation where he says or when ravely's like just basically saying like you never went to that art concert did you or whatever or art show and brian just could care less and i mostly call him brian when he's in trouble (laughs) um but like
1: i wish julie would call come julie calls him smash i really feel like julie you know like how on did you watch that 70s show
0: no, I did not.
1: Okay, well, Mila Kunis's character calls everybody by their first names, and mm. everybody else just calls, you know, Foreman or Hyde or Kelso. Like, everyone else calls each other by their last names. Yeah. But she's just, like, this very prissy, formal, when you're yeah. younger, trying to be older and calls everybody by their first names.
0: Which it's odd that Julie kind of helps Smash go along, because we see in this third episode, Smash basically try to get Waverly to know that he has interests outside of football, and yeah. that he hangs out with Matt and Julie and goes to art shows. Waverly calls him out on it, and he's just like so invested into this arm wrestling competition yeah, how much of this do you
1: think is his steroids because it, the the steroid thing took a back seat for this block but i feel like you know we had the the nosebleeds no, no we had but then i think we also had some a little some spurts of anger i think that are a little bit out of character maybe
0: i don't know i feel like i mean i just feel like overall he's just not very uh in tune with every or very considerate of anyone else yeah. even before steroids yeah so I I don't know. I don't feel like it's anything new for for Smash. You're but not
1: willing to give them an excuse.
0: No, um, but yeah. So we we get this we get this thing between Matt and Julie. Matt comes over. Um, Eric is just not having anything of it. Um, is Eric is Eric over the line? Or do you feel like this is just a TV trope of like a dad like don't date my daughter? Which. Um we're talking about when they Matt shows blanket. up.
1: Yeah. The, the, they had a blanket thing. Yeah. Well, I, I loved it when, um, when he asks Tammy, like, what do you think they're doing in there? And she goes, oh, I'm probably having sex.
0: Yeah. I feel like, like I that's feel like Tammy, pretty funny. I think, well, and like the thing is, is like, I, I, I don't know. I but, feel like if Tammy, Tammy does seem very like Southern. She always has a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, but, and like, seems like she's a very like, Moral and ethical person, yeah. but at the same time, I do think that she realizes it's kind of messed up that my sixteen-year-old daughter can't really like explore herself sexually as much as like a boy can and be praised for it. Um, now, when Julie does start kind of dating, she kind of reverts to what kind of becomes a nightmare <laughs> in later seasons. But... Yeah, and she kind of re- she kind of regresses a little yeah. bit in that aspect. I do think though that like. Tammy's very pro Julie, like kind of like learning, but she doesn't, she obviously doesn't want her daughter, her 16 year old daughter, going to a lake with two dudes she doesn't really know well. Well, and she also is anti football player at this stage,
1: and Matt Harrison's yeah. a football player. I, I thought that
0: big conflict of interest. Ta- <laughs> Tammy, being the guy that's counseling,
1: <laughs> Tammy saying, oh, they're probably having, you know, saying that offhand joke, I think kind of set Coach Taylor off and was like, I'm going to go check on him yeah I mean like if she doesn't say that maybe he doesn't go out there and blow the party up but I think
0: I I mean I think he still does I think he's just very I don't want to blame Tammy no I I don't want to blame Tammy either I just think that Eric Taylor in general just as great as I think he is as a parent he is very protective of his daughter in a very kind of antiquated kind of way and I mean maybe maybe it's easier for me to say that as a childless person (laughs) but (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just think it's just kind of like it's it's interesting to see their dynamic as parents and what they view as good and what they view as bad. Because I think Tammy does want Julie to have those experiences where she can be on the couch with a boy by themselves and have that trust in her. And obviously yeah. Julie down the line, and we'll, we'll get more into this obviously as we kind of get through the series, but like Julie sometimes takes that trust and takes advantage of it. Well, she,
1: I mean, the way this interaction starts is Matt just walks in. Julie didn't tell her parents he was coming over. She's like, Oh, we're going to watch TV. But so she's like trying to assert her dominance in this power triangle without any regard for like the dynamic between
0: Matt and his coach, which poor Matt because I think he I know was I felt under so the imp- bad <laughs> he, I thought he probably thought he uh, he was probably under the impression that like it was all cleared, yeah, like he like probably he- had no
1: idea that he was bombarding, yeah,
0: yeah, but I do love this the scene
1: where you know he run coach runs Matt off and then Julie storms up to her room and Eric turns around with the blankets like they had a blanket and she just goes "You're an idiot
0: just you are an idiot he uh he he's not he he's not the the, the most aware as we as we have seen in the in this uh in these few episodes but you know Eric yep. Taylor you know for for what uh for what he is he he thinks he's he's got him he thinks he's got Maddie. Yep. Maddie Maddie Magic, Maddie Ice Cream. Um, he thinks he's got him cornered, which, to be fair, like it's not a unreasonable request. But Eric Taylor goes to Matt and says, "I want you to study all of this film uh, by by Monday. I want you to have it down. I want you to watch all of it." Which Wait, I think we skipped one, right? Did we skip it?
1: Yeah. yeah. So there's the fur So before that, Matt goes into the coach's office and is like. It's like, hey, I can't, I'm kind of sensing that you're not very happy about this. Yeah. And coach is like, yeah, you're sensing right. And he's like, well, look, I'm gonna, see, I, I, I'm gonna see Julie regardless. And coach is like, no, if I don't want you to see my daughter, you're not going to see my daughter. And they just kind of like go back and forth, and Matt's trying to kind of stand up to him, and coach just completely shuts him down.
0: Matt, for as he lacks so much confidence, and there are so many times where he tries to break through. And stand up for himself, but he picks the worst times. It's
1: really bad. I mean, it's it's this, it's at the the preseason barbecue where he was like, Are you gonna start me or voodoo?
0: His his like, his shot selection is, it's, is terrible. It's it's Jamal Crawford level. It's so <laughs> bad. Like he does like and like it's it's one of those things where like you gotta be proud of Matt for like trying to be confident, trying to be assertive but the, he just doesn't know which battles to pick yeah. and what time to pick them yeah and so it's just and and that i mean honestly that kind of i feel like that's what sets eric off a little bit in terms of just like giving him this homework yeah which julie joins him on which
1: is hilarious because then he finds out that julie has joined in and is breaking down this nickel patent, this nickelback for their next opponent and he like is actually kinda of proud that his daughter's like, Oh, she sat up just like that, huh? And is just kinda of happy that like I feel like he still got something out of that, even though they're together. Which is what he was trying to prevent. He still won.
0: Is Eric Taylor the second best coach in his family? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his maybe, daughter's maybe
1: maybe third bit. I mean Tammy's a I bet Tammy would be a great like volleyball coach or something.
0: She takes over as the volleyball coach. Oh, at really? some point in the show, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I, I just remember this. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Julie knows football, Yeah. and clearly, I mean, clearly she like probably is just. I been mean, Matt now.
1: probably told her to. I mean, she doesn't. I don't, don't want to take credit away from Julie's football knowledge, but she has no care about football and knowledge. She knows she can identify a Nickelback. Look, There's this no is way. this
0: might be a hot take. <laughs> this might be a super hot take, and I. I might piss some people off with this take. <laughs> Are you about to cancel yourself? No. Um, no, definitely not. Okay. But I do think that a Julie is very smart and she, we, that, that is very much known in this show that she's smart. Um, she's and intelligent. She's, she's been around her father enough to probably know kind of the ins and out of football without yeah. really having to, I guess, act on it as much. Yeah. But also I do want to say, I think that there's a difference between knowing schemes and packages and noticing what works and what doesn't as an observer because i think it's not difficult to make those observations because a hey, football i'm not saying it's an easy game by any means but it's not impossible to learn no and the the hard part is playing it and playing it at a high level and yeah. i think that sometime the disconnect between the athlete and you know being upset with people on twitter for inserting their opinion about a scheme or what play to call is that basically anyone can teach themselves schemes and packages. It's not rocket science. But
1: you're not doing that on day one of your entire life, caring about football, which is Julie. But Julie's been
0: around it enough to where she should, she, she. It's not. Unre- it like it's I, my, not unreasonable for her to have a working knowledge of some of this stuff.
1: My read is that she has avoided it as much as possible for her entire life.
0: Fair, but she also. I mean, think about what. Think about what Tammy and Eric do in their living room, which is watch football. They mostly yeah. they they're either watching the news or Eric is watching game film. But like, there's no. The only time yeah. any type of entertainment's on is when Julie and Matt are sharing a blanket watching The Office. <laughs> I. <laughs> Is that what they were watching? Yeah, Black shoes on the TV.
1: <laughs> I miss that. I, I feel like we've spent too much time on this.
0: I'm just saying. I think it's it's it's
1: not inconceivable. I I also doubt that. I just don't think she cares about football. Like, does it doesn't,
0: doesn't mean she doesn't know about it though, or at least like has been around her dad enough to know some of these concepts.
1: Maybe I don't know.
0: It would be funny though. Uh, to your point, it would be funny if Matt put her up to it. But I, I would like to believe because I think Julie is great in this three episode block. And that might come as a shock to some people considering my opinions on Julie, but I think she's great in the, in this three episode block. But anyway, uh, she, she
1: doesn't do anything wrong at all in these three episodes. I don't think other than maybe put Matt in an awkward position or two, but yeah, she does way more good.
0: She brought a casserole to Matt. That's a nice thing. Yeah, that's a really nice thing.
1: Um, that's pretty much the end for for second down here. I think. No, and no,
0: it's good. No, I was gonna say yes. That's oh, a okay. it's a good tra- transition yeah. into into third down. Which, hey, Henry Saracen, Matt's dad, he's back. He sucks. He's awful, <laughs> and I hate him. And it's, I, it's a really tough look. <laughs> um, when Matt says go back to Iraq, I'm like, yep. I agree. I retweet that. You really can't say
1: anything worse to anybody in 2005 than go back to Iraq.
0: Well, I mean, like out of context in context, it's kind of funny because like Matt's father is trying to, uh, send, or yeah, Matt's father is trying to send him to Oklahoma. Yeah. Trying to get him out. So he can go back to Iraq. Yeah. Um, it's just this juxtaposition. Like Matt doesn't want to go to Oklahoma. Don't no. see anything wrong with Oklahoma. It's a great state. But it's not. Got some good things going for It's not Dylan. It. Not Dylan. Not Dylan, Texas. So,
1: I wanna say it was a very funny reveal with that we how we find out that Matt's dad is here. When yeah. um basically Matt is running around the house doing everything as normal and on the phone talking to some healthcare provider about his grandmother's insurance. And she's like, Go help your dad with his bag, she's home and Matt's like is sure that it's a dementia episode, but like goes outside to appease her so that she'll stop talking and he can focus on this phone conversation. And then his dad walks
0: up and it's like a
1: happy moment there for a sec.
0: I, it's a happy moment for Matt. Henry looks like he does not want to be there one bit. That's why I said well, in, yeah. in the two minute drill, like, I mean, it, it looks like he's just like, you know, military homecomings are usually like two people like embracing each other, like running yeah. to each other and hugging. This is quite the opposite. Matt has so much joy. Like at football practice, Henry shows up. Yeah. And Matt's like, he's like telling his teammates, like, this is my dad. That's yeah. So he's pointing at him. He's like, this is my dad. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got to meet coach. Coach, hey, coach, this is my dad. And then Henry
1: is just not into it. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah. Just, just doesn't get it. Awful. Yeah. Awful human being. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I don't think it's intentional. It, I mean, he's apparently, yeah, he's been in the military for twenty years, just completely removed from society. Um, is going to be a terrible car salesman by the end of this, you know?
0: Yeah, thanks to his son who got him a job. Yeah, and Buddy Gary maybe cut him some slack, <laughs> like thanks, son, for giving me a job in this, you know, podunk town.
1: Yeah, F- figuring out a way to use your leverage, Yeah. Now, it he there's episodes eleven. Episode 11 is, is maybe the lowest we've seen a character in terms of just the misreads where Matt plays badly uh, because he's mo- he thinks he's going to have to move to Oklahoma. He gets benched, and Matt is kind of sulking in the parking lot, and his dad was like, you know, you, know, you can play football anywhere. And Matt says, go to hell, Dad. Yeah. It's just – and then Matt has to go – Matt's dad is so bad in this moment that he has to go home with – the man that just benched him.
0: I mean, it's tough. I think Matt even kind of accepts like I played horrible, but
1: Yeah. yeah no, Matt has good awareness here, I think.
0: Which I mean, bad football logic would would Matt with the starting quarterback get benched in the situation?
1: Do you feel like yeah. Well, mid, not mid-series.
0: Yeah. Felt, that, that
1: was the problem. That's the only problem I had with it. It
0: felt abrupt. And it felt like, I don't know. It 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 felt like just you adjust your game plan. You just go away from the passing game. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no. But Henry comes in. He is a is a dick to Matt in front of his coach. He's then just a complete asshole to Lorraine, Matt's grandmother. Yeah, she has this house. She, I think it's a washcloth on the stove
1: catches on fire.
0: Well, that and like, but like, she's just like like shake like her fork shaking because yeah. her hand's not, I mean, just like um, neuropathy probably. Yeah. And so like he's, and he's just like, just stop. Like, yeah. could you just calm down? And he's just the worst human being on the face of the planet. And like this, not only does it affect Matt in the, in the game, he gets benched. It also affects him in front of Julie at this church dinner where he's just, yeah. you know, he's just so cold. And yeah. Julie yeah, is, he kind of takes it out on Julie. And it's, 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 it's really tough to see. Um, it's, it's really tough to see, but the, ep- that episode, I mean, this episode ends with, you know, Henry putting Larry into bed and basically, you know, he's telling Matt, like, I'm going to stay, like, I'm going to, yeah after, after all this, after all this hell he just put him through yeah. with a, like just basically saying like, you know, like I'm going to send you to Oklahoma and I'm going to put grandma on a home. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this. I need to get back to Iraq and, yeah. you know, finish up the job no, that we job's started. Job's not
1: done. Very 2005 military view. Which, like... Job's not done, yeah. I
0: love Matt. He's like... Like, I, I'm sure that idea that, like, when Matt was just like, you know, some people think we should maybe get out of Iraq. Yeah. And he's, like, you could just kind of see on Henry's yeah. face, like,
1: oh. Yeah. You know how just, many
0: people would die? Yeah. So matt uh, Matt gets Matt gets old Henry a job and just once again completely is just struggling to keep up with everything even with Henry there yeah he's struggling super Henry's not hard. doing a whole lot yeah he's just coming like he's not he's selling not selling, selling car cars, right. is what he's doing but he has to like m- like basically convince Henry to use his military status to yeah. try to convince people to buy cars from him
1: yeah he like, but he does a good job. He's like, look, you're selling yourself more than you're selling the car. Well, yeah, and, and like, like you are military,
0: which like military people, I will say, I mean, like don't typically, you know, if, a I don't really think you're, you're not, you're obviously not like allowed to like wear your uniform and like yeah, in certain settings, but like you're really not supposed to use that military status for like personal gain stuff like that. Other than
1: you know like discounts, I would, like there's military discounts that mcdonald's or something i guess yeah
0: um matt's father though is just he comes in in just all the spots just makes life hell for everyone and matt's super struggling and it leads you know julie to once again it's almost like matt's struggles kind of make julie i don't know fall for him more but just it it does feel like
1: she feels bad for um him
0: but, and it helps, yeah. it helps her see just this caring side of him yeah. in um, their relationship. And it, then it kind of seeps into what Eric and Tammy Taylor see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, and I, I mean, I love one of the best things Julie does in this episode is Matt's, you know, he, he was late to pick her up. She went, I think she waited at the library for like an hour or something. And then she comes storming out. She's, you can see it. She's mad. And he's like explaining why he's late. He's got six different good excuses. And she's like, all right. You know, you cook dinner. I'll do whatever. And then Matt's like, "Would this be a bad time to tell you that I agreed that I'd I'd tell Smash and Waver? Or I'd tell we would? I told Smash that we would go with him and Waverly to this rodeo, and we would also lie to Waverly about the fact that we do art stuff with Smash." And the blank stare that she gives him as this scene ends is very Coach Taylor esque. I feel like it's it's again very father daughter uh you know, genetics, good good uh writing there.
0: This might sound like a kind of a dumb question. Do you think Julie and Matt though are are good for each other as far as what purpose they serve each other? I know they're not like in a long term relationship at this point, but it does feel like Julie helps him quite a bit in terms yeah. of just like his grandmother doesn't give him I mean Matt takes loves his grandmother and I don't want to, I don't want that to go understated but she doesn't give him a whole lot of like emotional support and yeah. she really can't because of the, like yeah. the, the health Dementia, thing she's yeah. going through but and even then like he doesn't have a whole lot of help from his coach because his coach is pissed off that he's trying yeah. to you know, be with <laughs> his daughter um but I do think that this is overall Good for for Matt. Yeah, and it's also I think it's good for Julie because I don't think I mean as much as I'm just like oh man she's such a brat she just she uh, the way that she kind of treats her parents I guess in yeah. terms of like um, in the early episode it just all seems so petty and it just yeah. seems like she's coming to the realization like you know maybe I could be nicer because my parents do a lot for me it,
1: yeah it just seem like Matt's situation has matured Julie a little bit.
0: It just feels like of all the relationships among, like, the kids, theirs is probably the healthiest. And well, it's, it's the most boring, so yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, boring and, like, lack of drama. debauchery. Or, yeah, yeah, I mean, just... I
0: mean, you know, it could, the drama could develop. Yeah, but... Who knows? I mean, at,
1: at this point, it's just... I, and I also feel like, you know, we see Julie at these events, and, you know, now she's... with When she's with Matt, she's able to hang out with, like... Her, you know, her friends. Whereas she would probably, if she wasn't dating Matt would just be like with her parents or with that one friend. Like she has one friend that, that we kind of see that every now and then sucks. Um, <laughs> he's the quarterback. He's the worst.
0: Oh, Spence. Oh, Spencer. Okay. well, I'm trying to stick up for for Julie this episode because I do think yeah, she, knows, she's good. she has a really good Cr- run. Cr-
1: credit where credit is due. Um, I, I also love um, where, you know, Matt and, and Coach Taylor, I think I'm backing up a little bit here, but Matt and Coach Taylor are talking before, you know, after they're fighting in the parking lot. And Matt's like, I'm going to have to go to Oklahoma. And Coach Taylor's like, look. Buddy Garrity would call the National Guard to keep you from crossing the state line before you would have to move to Oklahoma. <laughs> and uh, I mean,
0: Buddy, I mean, it's a funny visual. What's funny to me is that we go from Buddy being like, can little old Matt Saracen get it done? Yeah. So, like, he's it's like, you're my quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's just like the situation is the situation. He's just, like, come to accept that yeah. Matt Saracen is their best option by yeah. default. Um, and he's just got to respect that. And Yeah. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. Thanks to a miraculous victory by Buckley um, against Arnett Mead. One of the quotes of the episode
1: uh, from Buddy Garrity, praying after the win, thanking God, I know you are truly an all-powerful God to let such a crap team win.
0: I really hope that gets cause I really hope that gets used quite a bit. That should
1: be. Why is that not a meme? That should be like a meme. when BYU beats Tennessee, you know, or some, I, I don't know. They're, you know, I'm just any pick any college football episode. K- Kansas fans could you, yeah. use that every time they get a win. Yeah, just pick a, pick a college football episode. Who did Tennessee lose to uh, in Week One? I th- I, I, George State. Yeah, or okay. is it Southern? No was state. Right,
0: but yeah, um, old old buddy Garrity opening up to old Maddie, old Maddie magic. Um,
1: this is where the you know the next thing chronologically in this storyline is when we we we've already kind of gone over it, but when Julie comes in, just kind of with one tear rolling down her cheeks, says, "You guys are the best parents in the world," and then goes to her room, and you just get the dichotomy between. Eric and Tammy, of like how they're going to treat that. Um, and another potential quote of the episode where uh, Coach Taylor, you know, or Julie says, I, I just feel like all the pressure is going to crush Matt. And Eric's like, nothing's going to crush Matt Sayers. And he's like a little stink bug. You can't crush him. Yeah. Just an incredible quote.
0: I do think, and kind of as you bring that up, the part where Julie makes this compliment and Eric Taylor takes it just like, oh, Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Eric and Matt are a little bit alike in the fact that they have so much going on.
1: Yeah. That they'll just take anything.
0: They're just very unaware. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll take any chance they can get to just smile for a yeah. second. Um, and, I mean, what Eric's doing is a football coach, but also has to – he has so many different things that come with that. But also being a father and a, and a husband yeah. and – everything else that's going on in his life, just dealing with everything, there is a little bit of, you would think that uh, Eric's probably the best person to try to help Matt through all of this and he can kind of guide him because, I mean, if, if anyone knows what it's like to try to juggle a thousand things at a time, it's probably Eric Taylor. Yep. Which, by the way, and... Or Tammy. Or Tammy. Tammy has a lot going on as well. But uh, before we get into this last part, I do want to say, um, well, actually, we can we can save this for the last part. Um, but do you want to get into fourth down?
1: Well, here I, I let's Move put sticks. let's put a bow on on this okay. thing. I've got one more one more thing here. I mean, again, we yeah we see Matt's dad struggling to sell cars. Um, he's probably going to get fired if, if Matt does not intervene. And Matt's talking to Julie, and it's just like I think this is when they're on their front porch when she walks up and he's just like curled up in a little ball in his hoodie, and Matt says something like. You know he's trying. I mean, what else can you really ask of anyone? You know, Julie's yeah. like, "Are you mad?" And he's like, "No." I mean, he's trying. Like, what else can I do? And then next time we see Matt, he's telling his dad to go back to Iraq. You know, you're not you're not very good here. You're not you know you're you're not a good car salesman, but you're a good soldier. Like, that's where you're going to be comfortable. And I can keep taking care of Grandma. And that's kind of and looks like Matt's dad agrees and is thankful. And that's kind of where it it leaves off.
0: Yeah. Moving on to fourth down, we get into one of the more ridiculous plot lines, in my opinion. Jason Street's family has decided to sue coach Eric Taylor. Is this ridiculous? It's ridiculous. I feel like this is one of the more realistic things. Like, this would happen. This It wouldn't happen to Eric Taylor. It would happen to the school. I don't think Eric Taylor what, is...
1: Yeah, I mean, Eric Taylor's... The, the coach is covered by the school, and they say, they mention that.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like the, TV, uh, like, the TV aspect of it, I know, probably needs to give a face yeah. to the lawsuit. Yeah. And they show it through, like, Eric Taylor getting... But he wouldn't get those... Law, like, he wouldn't get served like no,
1: that. No, I don't think Coach Taylor would get served. And Coach Taylor, after getting served, would definitely not get asked by the man who's serving him the lawsuit about the rivals, his rivals playing a football game on Friday. In the middle, was like, oh, by the way, what do you, what do you think? You think Buckley's really got a shot against
0: Arnett Mead, Bro, I just got sued. Why are you like just You're in my front lawn. Lack of awareness. And I mean, this is it's kind of the the way we do these episodes. I mean, really this three episode block is really good to show the evolution of this of this kind of lawsuit of getting Jason to get on board with it. And yeah. he is he's very he's resistant. He's very anti on board until his mom pulls him aside and is like, "Look,
1: This is the only option we had.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you can just tell, and like, I mean, this is a very minor detail, but like, man, like, to find out like he did, because you can tell, like, one of Jason's big activities of the day is going to that grocery store and talking to the grocery store owner. Doesn't have a lot of people in his life. No. Um, And it really sets him off. I I don't know if you
1: remember, but his his girlfriend cheated on him with his best friend.
0: I do. I I do. I do remember that. Not a lot of, not a whole lot of help there. Lila's coming back into the fold, making a comeback. Comeback season in the works, um, but yeah. So Jason's very resistant. Like a lawyer comes by and is just like, uh, "Did Coach Taylor ever teach yeah. you how to tackle?" And he's like immediately skeptical. And Jason well, I mean, Jason's just like, um, "I'm a quarterback. I'm the quarterback. Like, do you know what a quarterback is? Like, which you know is just he's a lawyer and he's just trying to find yeah. a way to to, I mean, to run what, this case. I
1: actually, I think this." We're not lawyers. Maybe we should have a, our, a lawyer friend on. But do, we, do we know any lawyers? We, we know at least one lawyer. Uh, friend Dylan. Oh, yeah. We could bring Dylan on. <laughs> I thought you were being facetious.
0: No, I, but I... It's more so talking about my fiance, who's not oh. technically a lawyer yet. <laughs> but well, yeah, she's
1: also... She, yeah. she would know. Yeah.
0: Bring us on. Is
1: she going to be a trial lawyer? She's very resistant.
0: Yeah. She, I think that's what she wants to do. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah, she... I don't think Dylan's a trial lawyer. So, yeah, she'd probably know. Yeah, but... Yeah.
0: We'll bring Alyssa on. Yeah. People, people. Can I feel like this would here. happen.
1: I feel like this would be the, the argument that the Taylor family's lawyer would, would go out like, look, he was never taught how to tackle. It's clearly negligent. Pass. We'll go away.
0: I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I, I understand. I just, I just feel like the school also, isn't coach Taylor kind of the offensive court or like the, and he's not the OC, but like he's an offensive guy. I mean, yeah. is it really the head coach's responsibility to make sure his well, offensive players know how to tackle? I, I
1: think where this would really come apart is, like, Jason probably played on defense, too, in, like, eighth grade. Yeah. Like, most, most of the best athletes play both, Yeah, I would think, even at, like, big high schools. So, I, you know, he's probably also no. a linebacker up, in, at least until high school. In I'd high school he probably didn't he was probably just the quarterback in high school. But like yeah. If you can say he was a linebacker 4 years ago, like that's probably enough to get this argument thrown out.
0: Yeah, just like I mean like and and Jason obviously opens up to this idea, but he openly admits like I know what I I know I he he says like I know what I did wrong. I know why I'm paralyzed. Like I I was pissed off and like yeah. I just wanted to go hit somebody. And just with a reckless abandon, happened to just be this freak accident that paralyzed him. But, uh, yeah, his parents, I mean, you you see it, you kind of see this other side to it, which I don't want to say it puts Eric Taylor in like a villainous role because he's not a villain. But you see this father who's struggling to make ends meet and... Uh, doesn't they don't have like every he says, like every penny I've saved is gone. Yeah. Because every, uh, yeah. they've tried to convert their home. Yeah. I've,
1: I've actually I've got this. I've, I've got this clip pulled. I, I think it's my nominee for monologue of the week. Um, so here it is. Expenses are astronomical. Look, I understand that you probably realize, too, it's not a great idea to get yourself involved in a lawsuit that's going to cause you that much additional pain. And, you know, that's going to get you nowhere. I'm not so sure that's the case. Well, hell, Mitch, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to sue the school. What are you going to prove? That the school was negligent? And
0: how the hell are you going to do that? I was there. You were there. Everybody was there. I can't talk to you about this. It
1: was a horrible accident, but it was nobody's fault. It was nobody's fault. I cannot talk to you about this.
0: You think this is tough
1: for you? You wanna try losing your child's legs and losing your child's future and every penny that you ever saved. Try that on for size. And then after that, try, try finding where in the hell you're gonna come up with money to put up ramps and, and doorways all over your house and, and pay for the unending equipment and physical therapy. Hell, I don't want to sue anyone. It's killing me to do this. Since I'm already dead, Doesn't matter anyway, now it does. Just get the hell out of here, coach. Get out of here. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's a, it's a tough scene where Coach Taylor's tr- clearly trying to talk Jason's dad out of this lawsuit. And he's like, look, it's not personal, but it's survival for his family at this point. Um, and he explains to him, why he has to do this. Like you think you're mad. Try putting yourself in my shoes for half a second here and you will see why I'm doing this. And then, you know, he tells him to get out, which I, is a little mean, but I
0: do feel bad for him. But when he said, try that on for Saz, Yeah. Just felt like I was just like everything you just said, all the seriousness in your voice just kind of lost it for me right there. <laughs> just like try that on for Saz. I don't know. Just what? something about that was
1: weird. Yeah. He said, get the hell out, get the hell and he out. He Just says, get out. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And it, like Jason... Probably not the best actor in the show, Jason's dad. It was fine. I'm
0: trying to think of who would be the worst actor. There's some not great ones. I mean, Lila's not great. Lila is not... When she has to like really be emotional, she struggles, I feel like. I will say I was
1: impressed with whenever uh, Jason's trying to get her to leave and I was like, if you want to get laid, so about call Regan's there's a yeah. close up on her face and you can just see the life leaving her eyes. Yeah. That was pretty good.
0: Well, I see even like Jason uh, like I think was like and maybe it's just the the pilot and like I I remember watching the pilot and I was like this isn't the best acting. Like yeah. Streeter does not does not always come off as this uh he looks the part Notre Dame quarterback. He yeah he looks like another but yeah. just like the way he talked and the way he yeah went about his business was just like I don't know if I believe this guy is yeah. a is a QB and like that's kind of the I, I love uh, Bill Simmons's theory about Entourage being somewhat of a failed show because like it's hard for me to really grasp Vinny Chase as a, like a legitimate movie star and I agree with that and like you but you need and like you need that but you're not gonna get an actual movie star to play that role
1: you've you've lost me,
0: oh I'm saying like jason Street like no i, I get it I just haven't seen entourage show I don't oh remember. yeah there's so much stuff you haven't seen and I just, you haven't seen that seventy
1: show that is a pinnacle of American culture,
0: fair enough, I was gonna say like I was gonna say like well I, I guess entourage and that 70s show <laughs> they're not like that not neither of them are like appointment television well
1: <laughs> in terms of you know the cultural impact meme where it's like a a big stack and then a little stack. That seventy shows the big stack. Is it? Is it that launched the careers of Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Topher Grace? Like none of these people had acted before the
0: show, yeah. and now they're all movie stars. Should I also see Freaks and Geeks? Then I've never watched. I haven't, I haven't seen Freaks and Geeks. It's only season. It's only one season. Anyway, we're getting super off track. I was
1: just saying, like we're talking about TV. You know, this is a TV podcast.
0: I was just saying that, like some with some of these, some of the downfalls of a lot of television shows is they don't have an actor that really gets that part that that, 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 like, they like, Oh, you're the starting quarterback for a high school football team. But like that person doesn't really know how to be that or they're not convincing as it. And so, I mean, it's kind of a workaround that he's really not the star quarterback. Yeah. But yeah, his family, super struggling. And I, I mean, I can't blame them. Like, that is super expensive. Anyone who knows, who yeah. has been through anything like that, or has had a family member that has needed that kind of equipment, like that stuff is so expensive, it's
1: unimaginably expensive.
0: And Jason obviously is very far off from like being, I guess, like self functioning. Like he he does some stuff on his own. Yeah, but it's not like he could live by himself.
1: No, probably no. And I, I mean, I wonder at some point I would think that. He would live by, himself. like the thought popped into my head. Why are you going to spend tens of thousands of dollars outfitting your house with ramps when your son is nineteen? Like eventually, yeah. he I would think would move out somewhere, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not anywhere close. But
0: I um, mean, I, th- I would have, would assume that like do they just need to do it, even yeah. if it's just a temporary thing.
1: Yeah. Um. That that pretty much concludes our four downs here. We there's two other storylines. That uh, that we didn't make the cut for this top four, uh, but the, it follows Tyra and Smash. I think we're calling we're calling this our extra points segment. Extra points. Extra points. Uh, you want to do Tyra or Smash first?
0: Um, we haven't really talked about Smash a whole lot. I Smash, don't feel like
1: Smash. Interesting episode or interesting block here. Um, still doing this. I, we don't see him actually do the steroids in this block, do we? But it's just like I think once maybe th- maybe yeah, but it, it's just. It's implied that like it's still happening. Like he's looking jacked. There's that clip where he is, you know, clocked. They're they're doing 40 yard dashes and he runs a four four six in pads. Yeah. not not the four three that he told uh, the old the old rivals writer. Slipping
0: a little bit. But yeah, four four six and stock down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he looks he looks quite a bit stronger. Um and then we see just a lot of subliminal messaging. We we talked about the nosebleeds, um we talked about the kind of the ego going on with the uh, the arm wrestling competition at the at the fair rodeo. There's always some sort of a fair rodeo banquet dinner every episode. There's so many right. events. They had a women's booster club event. Like, what what is a women's booster club?
0: Is it like the moms on the t- like the moms it, of the players? Yeah, like
1: the PTA maybe? Is it?
0: No, I bet it's like I bet it's like the football moms like association or something like that or not association, <laughs> but it's like
1: like it's just a it's just a confusing name. Yeah. Because, like, what the moms have a separate booster club from the dads?
0: Yeah, I would probably.
1: I'm that if so, that's fair. I'm just, I think it's worth, I mean, mean, like, it's it's not 100% clear. Own
0: personal experience, like, I, I, we, we didn't have like a booster club, but like, we had like, like wrestling, wrestling moms who would, you know, do, do certain stuff and organize stuff. They didn't have like an official name, but like, they would, you know, uh, they would bake you cookies and stuff yeah. like that. Um but yeah.
1: Um yeah, so Smash and then Smash is also trying to get a hold trying to get a hold of, that's problematic. Uh trying to pursue Waverly, this girl that he re meets, doesn't doesn't recognize her, realizes he's into her. Um tough look. She, yep. And she seems to be fine with that. And then her dad is actually the preacher of the church that fraudulently or that he's fraudulently taken money from. Um, and yeah, it's just generally a mess. He gets Matt and Julie to lie to Waverly about him being interested in art. Um, yeah, he's just, he's all over the place. I don't know. Smash. It's it's fine, but it's not great.
0: As much as we, I mean, well, you mostly have been crapping on Tim Riggins. Do do we need to also shed some light on how much smash sucks as well? well?
1: Hang on. I feel like my my takes about Tim are, are pretty spot on and irrefutable. I'm not. I'm
0: not. I'm. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just well, saying <laughs> you can If you're not going to disagree with me, you can't. I just feel put all this blame on me. I just feel me. like you've been more adamant about Tim Tim sucking, and you've been agreeing. I know. I'm just saying. you're right there with me. I just feel like we should also talk about Smash. Smash. I know that Smash isn't like a super well liked character as like Tim, and I know that's your point. I'm just yeah. saying we do need to acknowledge how. Yeah, I think Smash is pretty well-liked. He's
1: just, it's the difference between well-liked and being a
0: cult hero. I mean, he just is annoying. And I'm so glad that people are finally like, hey, maybe stop talking in the third person. (laughs) Well, but then Waverly
1: refers to their relationship name, a very 2005 thing, as Waverlash, which is, I don't think that's the best iteration. Smash, I guess the other option is Smashery, which is worse.
0: Smashwave? Kinda of sounds inappropriate, actually.
1: Uh, yeah. Wait, I, I bet the writers' room went through all the. Yeah, I bet waiver Smash Wave is, sounds
0: like an off-brand hard seltzer, like White Claw. What? Like, but yeah. like they couldn't say White Claw. They said like, they had to, like Smash Wave or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> I, I <didn't>
1: um, <laughs> business idea for somebody. <laughs> have we? I mean, that that pretty much covers it with Smash, right? I mean, he's.
0: Um. He basically.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I do want to point out he's. Begging for... Th- this episode ends with him begging for Waverly back with after he had messed up at the arm wrestling thing yeah. with just the most egregiously popped collar I've ever seen. 2000s, baby. I mean, like, it's it's just straight up and down. It's mm-hmm. at a 180-degree angle. It's absurd.
0: This was, I mean, to, to it's good you bring this up because, I mean, this is a moment where Smash is just like, yeah, I like myself, and I <laughs> love football, and just, like, goes on about how yeah. much he... And just enjoys all the intention yeah. he gets. Yeah, But it's just Waverly, I don't think Waverly enjoys it. Like Smash was just like, I think you like it too. I don't yeah. think
1: Waverly <laughs> enjoys it at all. Well, Waverly also doesn't enjoy other girls coming up to Smash and like flirting with him. Like
0: Basically saying like, we're, we're going to be watching on yeah. Friday.
1: And what did he say back? Like he said something back to them. Um, like, oh, I, I don't remember what he said. He was encouraging it. He wasn't like, oh, okay, thanks, bye.
0: I brought up my uh, Donald Glover theory on this, haven't I? Uh-uh. I haven't. Did I bring it up in the first episode? I don't think so. I think it's interesting that around the same time of this show, pretty soon after, like, Community comes out and Donald Glover plays, a ref, like, a former high school football star. And I just want... <laughs> I wanna see an alternate universe where Donald Glover gets the part of Smash Williams. Which I don't think he could pull He's off. He's too
1: thin, yeah. Especially Waverly Day or Waverly and Friday Night Lights days. He was in community days, I should say. Yeah. He was too thin, but
0: Oh I and mean, he was too thin to be the former star he, quarterback of a high school football. He probably
1: could have been a receiver.
0: Yeah. They probably just make
1: Smash a receiver instead of a running back, right? If it's Donald Glover.
0: Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting because like, the, his cadence, and I bring this up mostly because Smash's cadence and how he talks is a lot how Donald Glover delivers his comedy. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I apologize. But I just have had that theory just like, I want to see the different timeline where <laughs> Donald Glover gets the part of Smash Williams.
1: <laughs> this show would be...
0: I mean, they just would
1: have used him. They, I mean, they use Smash a lot.
0: And, and Smash... Like, and,
1: if you stumble into, Don, into Donald Glover... You're just, I mean, he's the main character now.
0: Well, yeah, and like, but like, the thing about Smash though is he's just very unintentionally funny. Yeah, but he always has a line ready to go. Yeah, it's so like someone just like, just like, we'll be watching your game. And he's like, yeah, we're gonna kick some butt, <laughs> and he just, he's just like, always ready to go. He's always on. He's just like, who wants to see Smash beat this fool? Just like, always going on. And, I, well, and he does it, because everyone always isn't. In- Encourages
1: that behavior.
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like people, it's kind of like the whole thing with like. Well, That's a very niche topic, but it just like if people would just stop encouraging it, you yeah. would stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because he likes the attention of it. That's why he yeah. does it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Tyra.
0: Tyra has a very rough. Tyra. Ten. Tyra. Tyra and Tim. That just their home lives in general. Uh, kind of not link them, but just kind of put them on somewhat of the same spectrum of stuff that they go through. But curious as to what your thoughts are about this whole plot with her mother and just,
1: I, I touched on it earlier. I mean, I I think it's a good use of Tyra's time, I guess, but like Tyra just has almost nothing to do with the main storyline at this point, other than, the one time she almost hooked up a Smash when his mom walked in and like him, like whenever she occasionally will slap Tim Riggins or almost get back together with Tim Riggins. Like she just doesn't have, like she's just been on these side quests, whether it be with Billy Riggins or with helping her mom out. Um, she did deliver again, this, a lot of great quotes in this episode, but she did say, Whenever her mom's crying in her bed that Bob, this domestic abuser, is not coming back. Tyra says, he's just a stupid guy. It's not like Jesus Christ just left you.
0: I get what you're saying about how this whole thing doesn't really relate to the story. Yeah. I do think it matters, though, as far as character development. I think this is important kind of in later seasons as we explore more of what Tyra is as a person.
1: Yeah. Or who I, she is as I can person. buy that. But again, she had the oil field guy too. Like, she's just on all these things. She's just doing a bunch of stuff. She's doing busy work, basically. And I, I think I want to see her get into the actual action. I
0: don't know. I feel like with the whole thing with Billy Riggins, it doesn't feel like anything really comes of it other than the fact that she's just kind of a... It, it, I don't know how to schemer. put this. She's a schemer. Hustler. She's, she's a hustler. That's the, probably the best word for it. But she's a go-getter. She's ambitious. I think she has big plans. And, like, she, it puts her in this light that, like, you know, yeah, I can I can do this. Like, I can run something like this and run it officially and make sure it makes money. But also, like, I mean, some of the stuff with, like, her kind of bullying Lila uh, isn't great. But I do think well, it's... Lila maybe
1: deserved it from Tyra. I mean, they're but friends. I,
0: I do think that the whole thing with Billy kind of shows a smart side to her. Um, what about I,
1: the oil field guy?
0: Not not smart. Um, <laughs> but also, I think at the same time, though, as we, as we talk more and more about this episode with Lila and how, like, you know, she it's frowned upon to in the society, not to us. But, like, in the society, it's frowned upon that she uh, did this. But, like, Lila's just, or is just out here just ex- exploring her sexuality. Or not exploring her sexuality, but just, like, seeing what's out there and, like, yeah. you know, trying to... uh trying to uh, date or not date but I mean it seems like she does like this guy but she's just she's learning she's growing and I think it serves a purpose later on it just might not be what we want right now
1: It, it definitely it does serve a purpose later on right now though I mean you could do these 12 episodes without Tyra
0: you could but at the same time I think that you've TV shows sometimes find themselves and this happens I think with network television shows a lot or at least shows that have you know A lot of time to fill, but it's also probably not best for them to drop her in season two or season three and like, hey, here's this new character that's uh, been around, but we just haven't really talked about her much.
1: That's I mean, there are new characters that come up, but yeah, but none
0: none is like, but it does.
1: She is being presented as a core member,
0: but she does. I mean, but she she is kind of integral to what Dylan is. As, as that, we go
1: on. I, I like that, too. And, I mean, there there is the scene tonight where she's talking to her mom, like, so you never left Dylan? Why? And she's like, no, I did for a little while. I went to Dallas when I was 18. But then she came back to be with Tyra's father. Um, but I thought that was kind of a window into, like, Tyra's talking a lot of smack about trying to move to L.A. and trying to move away and trying to get out of Dylan. And her mom tried and, and didn't. And so, I you know, I think we're going to see something where I, I do think that, is going to carry into future seasons where Tyra will kind of file that away and be like, "No, I, I'm getting out."
0: I'm a fan of Tyra, as much as you don't think I like getting the female characters <laughs> to do like Tyra.
1: I, I'm also, uh, I, I'm a fan of Tyra in the future, but at this point, um, I just think they should have done more to give her something to do. I don't know. Yeah. Like,
0: um, I'm hand out some awards. Yeah. MVP. I know there's some debate. Oh gosh, I haven't. You you go first. This might surprise some people. But I am here. Joe Bettner. Episode four of Taylor Mitten. I think the MVP is Julie Taylor. And this is not Joe a, hates Julie it's Taylor. It's not an easy thing for me to Normally. admit. Yeah. I think Julie comes in her spots and there's just times where I don't understand her decision making. And how she treats people. But I do think there is a lovable quality to Julie as a daughter and as a significant other. And also, is just a woman who is very sure of herself and didn't, doesn't really feel the need to tell her parents that a boy's coming over. Yeah. And maybe that's overstepping. Maybe, you know, it would have been courteous to let them know. Would
1: have been nice to Matt.
0: Would have been nice to Matt. A little forewarning. But I do think she comes into this episode, or into these three episodes, and she does a phenomenal job of being a support for Matt, even when he's not asking for it. Yeah. She just does it. And yeah. that's, I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah. Um, she's going out of her way to make sure she, uh, that he's okay, but also you're seeing her kind of, I guess, be more accepting of not only Matt, but Landry. Yeah. Because um, she was very anti-Landry. <laughs> um. <laughs> And well,
1: Landry is just a means to an end. Like he has a car, Matt doesn't. Yeah. I don't
0: know. But she, I think she comes in and she does really well with, with handling this whole situation because she doesn't really, have, really play a big role in any of these episodes. Yeah. Um, outside of what's happening with Matt Saracen. But I think uh, as far as just who had a really great performance for three episodes, I think it's Julie Taylor.
1: Okay. I think I agree with you. But I'm, I'm going to posit something to play devil's advocate if you'll allow it. What if the MVP is Lila? It's fair. She has just a hell of an episode and a half here where it's just terrible. Her life is terrible. Her life's falling apart. And unlike Julie... So unlike Julie Taylor in this block, she is facing real, actual, tangible adversity. And then we see Lila sort of break through that yeah and again playing devil's advocate i almost want to reward that versus rewarding julie for just a baseline level of human decency
0: i don't think it's a baseline level i think she's going above and beyond to like a help Ah. help helping matt with his grandmother helping out of the house because he has to like i think any good girlfriend would do that I don't know. I don't think man, you have to be special.
1: I've dated. I think it's just our, the, we've set the bar so low for Julie that it's like, wow, she's doing really good stuff here. But it's actually like any human, any mature human being that cared about the person that was struggling would do what Julie did.
0: I just, I, I think, I, I think she's going above and beyond and I stand. Um, but Lila, I think you, you could make a really good case. I mean, she's, she's, I, I as I said earlier, she's resilient. Yeah. She is trying to come out of this. Uh, she's, you know, trying to be there for Jason. Yeah, she's making an effort by finding quad porn, um, and so and got punished for it <laughs> and backfired a little bit, backfired a, a teensy bit. Uh, but you know, I, I I can appreciate it. Yeah, um, I still think it's Julie, um, but I don't think it's wrong that we disagree.
1: I don't know that I disagree. Again, I'm, I'm just kind of playing doubles advocate, but I do. I I, I would I'd probably go co MVP. Just because okay. you're grading on, you know, it's two very different scales here. Which you're, like, I just think it's big character ju- development for Julie. I agree with that, uh, and, but also for Lila. Some um, fair enough. LVP. I think there's only one option, and there's I two. I mean, the first one is well, yeah. There's there's two, but can you can you give LVP to, to somebody that was in three
0: scenes? No, I don't think he did enough. See,
1: Bob, we're we're talking about Bob. Bob didn't really do enough.
0: Hitting a woman is just like, I feel like LVP is too generous, like to to say like literally like least valuable, but like he has no value as a person. He
1: was in three scenes. In the first one, he commented on a seventeen-year-old girl's ass. Yeah. In the second scene, he punched his girlfriend in the face in front of her daughter, and in the third episode, he tearfully asked for forgiveness in a public
0: park. I hate Bob. Yeah. I hate Bob. He's a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope that just terrible things happen to him in his lifetime. Um, I hope there's a draft and he's the only one who gets drafted. Oh my God. <laughs> and I hope his whole life is just uprooted and just don't like him.
1: Uh, the other option here is it's Henry.
0: I think Henry is definitely the least valuable. He provides absolutely nothing to Matt as far as... I mean, like, there's points where he's just like, yeah, I'll stay and I'll help out. Yeah. But there's really... Yeah. There's really nothing redeeming about him. He comes in, is not happy to be there, craps on Matt, craps on Lorraine, he craps on this town, he wants to send Matt to Oklahoma, he wants to send Matt or Lorraine to a home, and then he wants to go back to the war. Yeah. He's awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one saving grace is he doesn't... Send you know he finally agrees like I'll stay, and then only leaves after Matt tells him to because he's clearly so bad at this, um, which is you know another conversation altogether. So you know he gets a little bit of he, I would give I'm I'm willing to give him some credit for being willing to try living in Dylan, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Matt is just back where he was, and the only thing that has happened is his dad has just said some awful things to
0: him. Yeah, um, Henry. By the way, I think. Is probably associated with some bad football logic. How so? He just returns and he's just allowed to be on the sideline, standing next to Coach Eric Taylor during a game. I know oh, that she's
1: standing next to Coach Taylor. I didn't know. I, know. I noticed him on the sideline. I didn't realize he was like he's with the coaching like, staff. He's like
0: in there. He's like really? in. Like yeah, he's just like among the team. Like he's like a coach, and he's not.
1: Yeah, I mean, high school football sidelines, you know this, can get a little bit crowded with some riffraff, but. Yeah, there's some people that get down there. And yeah. Anyway, it's not that hard to get a sideline pass, but you'd think that he would have sat in the seat. Ideally, I guess Lorraine's not traveling to. Oh, I
0: was going to say, like, who's sitting with Grandma Sarah? I assume <laughs> she's just at home. Uh, or she's probably sitting with Landry. I think that's kind of been her thing. She's sitting with. God, Landry is just such a punching bag. I love Landry. We
1: didn't really talk about... um, We really didn't. We we skipped uh, his... That was going to be
0: my other MVP candidate, but I don't think he was in enough uh, scenes.
1: Yeah, Landry just doing the most, trying to help Regans read.
0: Reading to Tim. And he also probably had the burn of the week. Well, I don't know.
1: When he says... uh,
0: You don't know how to read, do
1: you? Yeah.
0: You're just one of those kids that (laughs) (laughs) slipped through the cracks. (laughs) Okay, I want to ask this
1: because... They I think it would have been more interesting if they had made Tim not able to read as opposed to just lazy, which is what he is. Like it's far more interesting to me if Tim like just literally never learned to read.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to say it's unreasonable that he'd be illiterate, because I know that's not that unreasonable. The literacy rate is like probably higher than most people expect it's, in this you know, in this country.
1: And he didn't really have parents. Like he's probably always got um, you know, Rally girls have probably always been doing his homework for him. Like, he, uh, I don't
0: feel like middle school. There's probably rally girls doing his homework. He had to get he high can probably summer.
1: bully somebody into you know they're not doing it voluntarily at that at that point. But it's yeah. like, either I, that, I, give I me mean, your lunch money or do, do my homework. You know,
0: Landry's sure. a trooper.
1: Landry, yeah, just it's like, all right, I guess I'm not doing anything else, Mrs. Taylor. All. I'll I'll do
0: Tim's. I mean, for him. maybe he's a part of some program where he just has to be a tutor.
1: <laughs> I don't well, know. He seemed very caught off guard by by the whole thing, but yeah. And then Tim, uh, yeah, some more character development. You know, finally he gets through this book report, gets a B minus, shows up to Landry's set, crucifictorious, and is like, "It's like, hey man, I caught the end of it. Gotta go." And Landry's like, "Oh no, we're doing a whole nother set." And Tim is like. Man, I can't leave. Like you can just like he's just like, I have to stay here, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> and there's this no guy one in that in that place. read an entire book to me, I have to stay <laughs> here and listen to his band.
0: <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm kinda of surprised that they're not more successful as a band because like I feel like that era probably like like that was kinda of considered it's in the middle of Texas. It's not the right part fair, of the country. Fair that's a good that's anyway. that's a solid a solid point. Um, was Clay Aiken the cringy pop culture yeah, reference yeah, of the Yeah, for week? sure, yeah.
1: I, I looked up Clay Aiken. I looked up his Wikipedia page last night. His peak of relevance was like 2006, so kind of caught him on the upswing here, but yeah.
0: Also a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Not that that's a cringy pop culture reference, but um, Coach Taylor considered... Oh, this is the thing I want to talk about. We I was going to bring it up during the lawsuit thing, but like... Coach Taylor, it sets in motion that he's an up-and-coming coach. Oh, yeah. We forgot to touch on this. There's uh, one scene, but... He gets a call from old UT to be their quarterback coach. Yeah. Which um, seems a little bit of a... Do we know how far away Dylan is from Texas? From Austin? Or from Austin? I mean, the show is filmed in Austin, so maybe we're supposed to believe that this is... Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, and that's why they use Pflugerville. Um, Pflugerville being a suburb of Austin.
1: Samaj P. run. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, would a high school coach leave being a high school coach to go be a quarterback coach at a college? I, I guess some probably would. Some probably wouldn't. I would take that job. I mean, I think it just depends on like, if you're like, if you're 30, you probably do it. If you're 48, you probably are. Stucking around up, I
0: just think it's weird that like he he hasn't even coached a full season as a high yeah. school football coach, yeah. a head coach. This is his first head coaching job. Yeah, that seems odd. And they're like, well, you don't want again, you don't want a coach that's just
1: like this weathered head coach because like he's not going to come in. He's then he's the third or fourth most important voice in the offensive room, as opposed to he's used to running his program.
0: I guess. I, I mean, I guess maybe you they're match personalities. Maybe they're taking him off of his experience with Lucas Mize. The Man Eater and yeah. Jason yeah. Street. Um, insults of the week. I think I mean Landry. With I mean,
1: well, it's I mean it, it's if you want to get laid, go call. Rabies. Oh,
0: I don't even think that's an insult. I, I just think that's just mean. That's an insult. It's you don't think so? It's disrespectful. <laughs> um,
1: what else did there? There were a couple of quotes here. Um. Oh, This is not an insult, but it's a great quote that opens episode 12 where Coach Taylor's running his team to death saying, if the good Lord and or Buckley's defense decides we should get one more (laughs) shot at this, well, by God, we're going to be ready for it. I just let, like, he's shouting and or. (laughs) I don't know. Cracked me up. Uh, Did you make it your personal mission to take over the education of Tim Riggins? (laughs) Jamie's like, yes, of course. Um...
0: I don't know. You can go a lot of different ways there. It's some good lines, some good zingers. Oh, uh I forgot about Matt Chat.
1: Matt Chat didn't go as well. <laughs> i you gonna go have a little Matt Chat. <laughs> Mrs. Coach, um, is is they had a blanket? You're an idiot. Is that that, that maybe that was a good one? It's a good insult. I don't know the time. The committee timing there is is probably better than just like. You know, it's not the most creative writing. It was a, it was a said, like a
0: congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah. kind of moment. <laughs> oh, and then
1: uh, yeah, Saracen's talking to coach, and I think Julie. He said Julie and me, and Coach Taylor's like Julie and I, and Matt's like, what is it? It's a common mistake. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just sunning him, just yeah. <laughs> completely sunning him. <laughs> Gotta love it.
1: Uh, yeah, lo- lots of interesting quotes and insults this week. Um, Matt Saracen overthinking award. Um. Can I give it to the guy that served the Taylors and then asked him about the Buckley game?
0: Yeah, let's give it to him.
1: <laughs> um. Any cringy?
0: Oh no 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 no. Um. Maybe I mean well. Maybe he just didn't want to own up to it. But like Riggins not comp- not catching Landry, what he's saying about of mice and men, like not understanding the 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 juxtapart- okay. Yeah. The relation to what, what it is to his life. I don't know if he Does just, Landry know or do you think he's just completely oblivious? When, Landry knows. When Landry... Okay. Everyone knows in that town. No,
1: not that, not about Jason and Lila, but just like as Landry's sitting there in the bleachers screaming, it's about two best friends who had their dreams crushed.
0: I think he knows. You think
1: he... Okay. I Because, I mean, I, I don't know. I never want to give Landry too much credit. I love Landry. But not that Landry's stupid, but... I could also see that being where like Landry, because it's a little it's a little mean if he if he's doing it on purpose. It's a little like yeah, but, you just had this happen to you, fam. Like, I mean,
0: figure it out.
1: <laughs> it's a little, little on the nose.
0: I don't know. I think Landry's just like he's so fed up. Like he's just like I'm just gonna shoot my shot here, see what happens. It's like I want to shoot you. Foreshadowing. He, he does say that foreshadowing. To Breaking Bad to murder. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, anyway (laughs) cringy we already we already went over that we went over cringy
1: um Clay Aiken oh that's just a pop culture reference oh sir, is there another cringe
0: not that I can think of
1: no (laughs) just anytime referencing Jesus Christ is not a pop culture reference
0: anytime Henry Saracen's on screen I cringe I wanna I
1: just wanna say we can wrap up after this I feel like the way that Henry was written and casted is like, it's exactly what I w- would imagine Matt to be if he mm-hmm. had just spent 20 years in the army. Yeah. Like, Matt just has like slightly more personality and.
0: <laughs> Not a whole lot. <laughs> just like, slightly.
1: Just like slightly more personality and just like more of a zest for life than what Henry has. Yeah. Which, but otherwise, like they kind of look similar, you know? Yeah. I feel uh, that. Yeah. I feel that. I, I thought it was a good job uh by research and development there. But uh you we we wrapping up here?
0: I think uh I think we brought the ball to the end zone. Yeah, we've scored. Let and let us know what you guys think of, of this new format. Um
1: we're still kind of experimenting, but I th- I think we like this. I like it. I think we worked through it was we we were trying to figure out how to not just like chronologically go through everything while we're skipping around to different storylines. It seemed a little bit hectic. Yeah. So hopefully this way, it's not chronological, but it is. You know, we're sticking with one storyline for longer and jumping around a little bit less. Hopefully, it's less confusing for for the audience out there.
0: Maybe it's more confusing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, if, if it's more confusing, let us know. We'll go, we'll go back or we'll we'll go back to the drawing board. Pull up the folding chair and use the drawing board instead of the projector. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we'll we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll work on it. Uh, but hey, we appreciate you guys for making us part of your day. Um, we'll be back next week to recap episodes 13 through 15 of season one. Um, make sure to uh, subscribe, and you know, we're on whatever pod, wherever you get your podcast, probably on it. Yep. Spotify, um, Stitcher, iTunes,
1: Castbox, whatever rate, review, subscribe, please. Please. Helps a lot.
0: Reviews would be very much appreciated. So uh, that about wraps it up. Panther Nation for Spencer Davis. My name is Joe Bettner, and remember, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose.